a radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. I, I like how he ran in the room thinking that you accidentally articulated baptism incorrectly. Like, wait a minute, you're mistaken. He said to me, he said, you sound like a heretic. Right, yeah. It wasn't like, boy, they must be playing a game where they're articulating someone else's belief. It was, I think Pastor Wolfmiller is off his rocker. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a little bit disturbed that you think that I would actually teach that about baptism, Pastor Fleming. And it's so, 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 so deserved to be crunched. I mean, mega crunched. So, uh, you guys put the mega crunch on the song. That would be awesome. (laughs) Keep uh, preaching the word, pastors. Keep it mediocre. Mediocre and hilarious. A little bit like a ruined punchline. This is Table Talk Radio. Hey, that's a good idea. Hey, you know about that. I know all about it. (laughs) Knock, knock. Who's there? Scared listener. Scared listener who? That's right. <laughs> what a letdown. This is Table Talk Radio. Uh, <laughs> Pastor Wolf was in control of the show planning today, so oh, that'll be a right. disaster. Um, so let's get right in. What's your buzzword, Pastor Wolf? My buzzword for you is tetragrammaton. Remember that one? <sighs> tetragrammaton. i got to write it down here. So don't forget to use it at the last... Uh, tetragrammaton Wait, means to use my letters. word, not your word. Whoops. Never mind. That's four. That's stands. It means four letters. It has to do with the four letters of the name of God, which the old Jewish folks wouldn't speak because they didn't want to misuse it, so they wouldn't use it at all. That is a confusion of the second commandment because if I give you my truck keys and say, don't crash, that doesn't mean I don't want you to drive it. It means I want you to drive it. Just not crash it. <laughs> so we should use the Lord's name, just not use it in vain. So. I've never thought of it that way before. That's very interesting. Oh, good. Well, there you go. Uh, I'm going to go with um, inerrancy today. How's that? Whoa, man. Inerrancy. Uh, so this is the notion that something has no errors, and that is as simple as it needs to be. Something without errors is inerrant. Now, uh, sometimes we think that nothing but the Bible can be inerrant, but that's not true. For example, right. a podcast could be inerrant. Now, not could this be. podcast, a better right. podcast, a you know, more supreme There's podcast. better podcasts? <laughs> Are there worse podcasts? That's about. the real question. Um, but... Uh, that 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 just speaks to whether there's errors or not. So I always said you could pick up the newspaper, possibly read it, and there's no factual errors, no grammatical errors. Uh, it is without error, so it is inerrant. Now the Bible is inerrant. Now what we mean there is that the um, that the 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 composition of the authors um, have uh, written in a way that is uh, without error from beginning to end. But the uniqueness of the Holy Scriptures is that it is, which is not your buzzword, infallible. So infallibility doesn't just speak to the fact that the content is without error, but it fe- speaks to the fact that it cannot err. Now that is uh, only true of the Scriptures and nothing else. So a podcast can err, a newspaper can err, a pastor can err, 
uh, but the scriptures cannot because they are the very word of God, which is the idea of inspiration. So I'm confusing you with all these words to try and get you to forget that your buzzword is inerrancy. I got it, man. Okay. I got it. Inerrancy. All right. So tell me, what are we doing today? Anyway? Throw me off. I don't, we got a ton of stuff on the Trello, so we just can t- attack it. Plow through some emails. Uh, is that what we're doing? Yeah, I got some. E- yeah, I got an email from Crystal, who says, "Pastors Wolfmuller and Gagline, greetings from Crystal in Houston." Uh, way back at show three eighty six, you granted a request of mine to give a birthday shout out to Chuck for his thirty second birthday. Hearing that on air celebration, some of the other members of our young group in Trinity Lutheran were a bit envious, so they decided to try and remedy the situation by writing to you to request another on air birthday celebration. Hashtag Squad Goals. This time, it's for Justin's 30th birthday. His favorite things in life are Lutheran theology, working out, his dog Penny, and, of course, Table Talk Radio, which he often listens to while working out or walking Penny. Hey, uh, just coincidentally, I normally am working out when recording Table Talk Radio. (laughs) Doing doing weighted squats right now. Yeah, I'm sure you're doing some deadlifts. He also has gone back and listened to every episode, is always the first to text the group about the latest Table Talk Radio episode, sends hilarious Lutheran memes, and makes sure that our theology is on par. Thanks for making one of Justin's dreams come true with a birthday shout-out. Feel free to make fun of him any way you see fit. Keep up the hilarity and mediocrity, Crystal. Well, Justin, we want to wish you a happy 31st birthday. That's right. Probably by the time this email's read, it'll be your thirty seventh birthday. Well, I already did that. It was actually his thirtieth, but I was I was yeah you know, planning ahead. Just yeah, you gotta you you gotta. It's like in uh, Major League Baseball. You gotta start swinging before the ball's actually pitched. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how it, it. They probably know that. They probably it probably sent this when he turned twenty three. Oh, that's probably true. Just anticipating the curve. So. Happy birthday, Justin. Yeah, uh, may God birthday. grant you many more. Uh, he is thirty years old. That means in dog years, he's like seven hundred and fifty. Table Talk Radio years. I don't know. Table Talk Radio slows down time, so Table Talk Radio is like two years old. You know, you know how people who have stressful jobs, you know, will show the remarks of stress in their body, like their hair will turn gray and things like that. Do you think a guy? who's gone back and listened to every single episode of Table Talk Radio shows signs of stress. Mm. Mm-hmm. Or like s- the president. Yeah. You, you know how they do that when they're elected, they show the picture, then eight years later they show the other picture, like, whoa. Yeah. I was like, we should you- do that with our listeners. <laughs> In fact, why don't you, this we could do this four. experiment on the Table Talk Radio. Why don't you guys snap a little selfie right now on this on this uh, show, snap a self uh, picture of yourself, and then when the show's over, take another <laughs> selfie. And we're gonna see if we can see actual aging during the forty-five minutes of Table well, Talk ta- Radio. Actually, what I would like to see is a time-lapse video of someone listening to Issues Etc. Twenty-four. That's on, you know on our website where we have twenty-four you know past episodes of twenty of uh, Table Talk Radio going twenty-four hours a day. If we could just throw some headphones on and a time-lapse video, we could probably see you progressively show the signs of stress. Welcome. That would be pretty funny. <laughs> All right. So let's uh, let's take a look at the next email here. I guess you're... Go ahead. Yes, I got it here. It says, uh, hey, Pastor, thought you might be able to use some of the stuff in the email below for one of your programs. It's just awful. Jesse, 
Uh, and here we have an about us and a mission statement from a church. It says this, mission. So we're supposed, you ready? This is the mission statement cruncher. Mission. Find people who are far from God, walk with them to a place where they are close to God, and equip them to live a life of victory with and for God. I don't know where to start. Well, you start by finding people who are far from God. <laughs> and then what you do next is you walk with them to a place where they are close to God. Okay, and so equip them to live a life of victory with and for God. Maybe the maybe the well, first thing to critique about about this uh what was this a mission statement? Yeah, mission statement. That it assumes that the problem is proximity to God. Yeah, hey, I like that. And I like um, what you've done there. So we think that uh, if if I'm right with God, that I'm close to Him, and if I'm not right with God, I'm far from Him. And this, I think, comes from the the relationship metaphor. Is that right? Do you think? I mean, because yes, y- you say things I don't, you know, feel close to so and so, or that's you know, I'm really close to that person. And so now we translate that stuff into uh, thinking about God. Now that we have a close relationship with God, or we we're far away from God, um, but this is not how the scriptures speak at all. Um, and and we were reminded, if you want to talk about our proximity to God, that God is rather omnipresent, and so everyone is close to God. So if you're looking for someone who's a f- who's far away from God, uh, good luck. Now the the, the it, <laughs> Ever, what, what is what did you say rather close to God that's pretty good yeah now um I like that the uh, no that God was rather omnipresent <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah oh yeah that's a rather omnipresent yeah. he's fairly omnipresent <laughs> we sometimes notice he's pretty omnipresent <laughs> probably omnipresent exactly. doesn't need an adjective. Probably the omni. I, I am all part about of the omnipresent. That's where you and I aren't close. Is That's right. We're, we're rather far away on things like we're that. Rather, you're, I I enjoy you're, adjectives. It, it it's the seasoning of the language. You know, you you put some oh, there you go. little salt and pepper on your on your dinner. Well, our language needs a little the salt. The word and pepper omnipresent too. it carries its own <laughs> seasoning with it. In fact, the you're, word omni just, is in fact an adjective. You just, just get the right flavor off the, the grill, then, uh huh? Nothing added. Okay, that's fine. He's, it's like saying he's omni, omnipresent. <laughs> what, what? He's really, really omnipresent. Okay, we you belabored the point enough, um, but but rather right. what the scripture presents is that in our sin, apart from faith in Christ, then we stand before God in uh, before His wrath. Um, that that uh, that that God would show forth what we deserve because of our sins, and um, that's what we need to tell people—not walk with them, but to speak to them the word of the gospel of what Christ has done, so they can know that this God, uh, who is all around them, is not a wrathful God, but a God who has already atoned for all of his sins, and is now right with Him. That's what we need to do. I think there's probably some more to go off about this but we need to take a break because you're listening to table talk radio and we got to take a break too total eclipse of the show that was last week hey you really are listening to table talk radio
I save all the good stuff for grappling with the text, a little video Bible study that you could find at worldvieweverlasting.com. You know, sometimes people get a song stuck in their head, but rarely do people get a song stuck in their head for over a week. Oh, yeah. Pastor well, it happens to me all the time. <laughs> yep. I'm just holding on to these things, you know. I don't Can't want to forget Table Talk Radio. <laughs> Last time I ever talked about the clips again. All right. Uh, Has it, uh, oh, now that, that we maybe not since we're recording this, but since people are listening, the eclipse would have happened and the world would have almost ended. Yeah, probably. I, I hope what's going to happen is probably Kim Jong Un is probably going to shoot some nuclear weapons at us, but the moon is going to block them like it blocks the sun. <laughs> you know what I learned about the eclipse that happened? No. What? That what? we are now in the last times. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Just like we have been Top for the secret, last guys. two thousand years. We could have probably probably could have picked up on that if we would have just read some of the Bible parts <laughs> that talked about living in the last times. You know, because Joel it's easier, says it's more fun to get it by the by the uh, what's it called the eclipses. Yeah, the witchcraft the... way. <laughs> the witchcraft. All right, Everybody let's... wants to know the future. It's, it is this wild thing is that the Lord says, "Hey, remember, study the past." And, and we're like, nah, you know everything about the past. I've got it written down in books and everything. You should study the past. You'll know just all the things you need to know by studying the past. I'm like, no, nope, no, nope. going to study the future. Going to be a witch. <laughs> by the way, Carrie's got the witchcraft thing now. Did I tell you about this? Wait, Carrie's wait, got the this? new witchcraft? No. She, I don't know, some toxic-free mineral witchcraft <laughs> face makeup stuff. You know, I think I've forbidden her, strictly forbidden her, to ever sell the witchcraft, you know. Hey, can I sell some witchcraft? No, honey, no. You can't make your friends all, you can't sell all this stuff to your friends. No, no, for 18 years I've been, no, no, no witchcraft. Don't do this, you know, the Mary Kay witchcraft. Or Can I go bar to someone's coven? No, you can't. <laughs> but I think she used the witchcraft on me. Somehow tricked me into letting her sell the witchcraft. So. I was gonna say, if it was really that good, I woke up good. I'm covered in some sort of, of some sort of mud mask or something. <laughs> oh yeah, go ahead. I think sell the the glacier. You got the glacier mud? Yeah, oh yeah, sounds good. <laughs> you read the ingredients. It's like chamomile and like coconut harvested from a from a hidden island, and <laughs> eye of newt, and mud taken from a glacier. And one, like, this is like what you get in a potions book. One ounce for the low price of four hundred dollars. But that's uh, anyway. I don't, <laughs> you should ask her about the. I bet Mandy would love some of this witchcraft. By the way, I'll send her Carrie's website. Witchcraft website. That's okay. Wolfmuther witchcraft. <laughs> or something. I can't. I don't. I don't remember the exact website she's got. You can oh, go be man. part of the coven. <laughs> she must love you talking about it on the radio, too. I'm sure she does. Yeah. In fact, we are on the line. Well, Carrie, all, are you there? All, all, <laughs> all press is good press, right? <laughs> anyway. We'll test that theory. <laughs> I mean, Table Talk Radio might be the exception to that little rule of thumb. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Honey, sh- honey, do you think any of your listener wants to use some of my witchcraft? Probably, honey. <laughs> I'll mention it. <laughs> yeah, if you're, yeah. Anyway, we got to have a charger for advertising now. 
I think so. Hey, send a bill over. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> All right. So before the break, we were we were listening to the emails that you were reading, and you had a uh, mission statement. I wasn't done on my harangue, so read again the mission oh, statement from the okay. email. Okay. Uh, let's see here. It says, um, "Mission: Find people who are far from God, walk them walk with them to a place where they are close to God, and equip them to live a life of victory with and for God." Ah, uh, yes. Okay. So we talked about the proximity to God thing, you know, how God is super omnipresent and all that. and uh, <laughs> Mega omnipresent. <laughs> uh, but here, the, the real irritating thing about this mission statement is that it has nothing to do about being right before God. It has nothing to do with uh, forgiveness of sins, justification, redemption, salvation, you know, all these really important things. What is the... What is the end goal here? What is the main point of this mission statement? To equip them to live lives of victory. That is horrendous. Yeah. Because people are now thinking that, oh, now I'm living this life of victory. Meanwhile, they're still lost and condemned in their sins because they haven't believed in the promise of Christ, the forgiveness of sins, and salvation by his name alone and no other. I mean, that's what people need to hear is the gospel, not how to live uh, uh, equip them to a life of victory. I mean, our victory is in Christ and believing in his promises, not by equipping somebody. I mean, to, just to equip someone to do something, it has to be law. It can't possibly be promises. Ah, you got me going. You are so negative. You are so negative. I just, I can hardly stand it. Believes that when people come together, it shouldn't be a, quote, religious experience. I'm, I agree with the experience part of that. <laughs> it should be a, oh, it should be a relevant one. Oh, it shouldn't be a religious experience. It should be a relevant experience. So replacing one experience the, for another. Yeah, that's right. They're, they're critiquing the adjective instead of the noun. <laughs> uh, church should leave you encouraged, challenged, and empowered to live God life to the fullest. What the heck? God life? What's God life? Hmm. I don't know. So th this is it's, the... But it's something you get challenged and empowered to live to the fullest. It's not... Look, it's not even God life like halfway. Like God life mostly or so whatever you would say. <laughs> but, but, so, but this is... God the, life to the fullest. But this is the substitute for the religion stuff. So some of like, um, uh, are you religious? No, no, no. I live a God life. Oh, okay. <laughs> that sounds really awesome. It's like it's it's some sort of evangelical virtue signaling. That's what it is. I live the God life. Oh, dang! Oh, I live the surf life. So I guess you don't want to help me move tomorrow. <laughs> so I'm busy, you're just busy living the God life. You know, I, could you live the normal life for a few minutes and come to dinner? No, it's God life. I don't even eat anymore. I live off. I live off the dew from a single lotus flower. <laughs> remember that from the from the Kung Fu Panda. I'm gonna need a lot more than universe juice. That's pretty funny. Anyway, ah. the God life. Only eat when you live the God life. Like, oh, I was dining with the Lord Jesus on Mount Sinai. Just I live off. A man lives on it. Every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. The God Me life. Me and the God life. 
And the, so you're living the God life, so you're finding the people that are far from God, bringing them close to God. Yeah, and equipping them. <laughs> maybe that's not the... Maybe the past tense of God life is not God liver. <laughs> <laughs> the God liver. Oh, man. Ugh. All right, do we have something else to talk about other than the, people were, the God liver? The people were first called God livers in Aurora, Colorado. <laughs> uh, here's one. Preaching to Hollywood, our friend Sean writes, not sure if you've done any of these songs yet. Every time I start listening to the show, I fall asleep. We did already song one last week or a couple months ago. Song two is Human by Rag and Bone Man. Rag and Bone Man. You got that queued up? The way we do preaching to Hollywood is we listen to the song and then we analyze the lyrics to see if we can make something of it. And then uh, after that, we say, what would we say if we were on the bus with the person who wrote the song who or who who's for whom the song lyrics were a particularly meaningful thing, how would we speak to them of law and gospel? In other words, we take the song as a condition of the conscience, and then we imagine how we might engage in spiritual conversation. Is ah, that how that, that game, game That sounds goes? like a fun game. We should try it. Okay, let's uh, try it. All right. How come they say, I'm only human and sound like a robot? Maybe I'm foolish, Trick. maybe I'm blind Thinking I can see through this and see what's behind Got no way to prove it, so maybe I'm lying But I'm only human after all I'm only human after all Don't put your blame on me Oh, Don't put your blame oh. on me oh. There we go Take a look in the mirror yeah, What like do you song. see? Interesting. Well, uh, we're just short on time, about 30 seconds. So what's your first impression when you hear that song, Pastor Wolf Miller? Well, this is, it does. It's taken a cliche that we hear all the time. I'm only human, and it's kind of working it out. So it's going to be interesting to see what they conclude, what that, in, uh, what, how that cliche, I'm only human, unpacks. This is going to be an interesting one. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, I mean, without looking at the lyrics yet, just kind of taking it in from what I heard. Uh, on the one hand, I, I'm thinking it's like an anti-racism song, you know, that we're all humans. So, um, you know, we, we you know, he said other people have the problem. They like darker skin or something like that. I, I'm not quite sure what, what exactly he said. But then uh, don't don't put the blame on me. I'm only human. That sometimes as a way to say, don't tell me anything that I'm doing is wrong because I'm only human. In other words, the bar should be really low because I'm only human after all. Right. We'll see if that's what's going on here. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. We're playing the game Preaching to Hollywood. We'll be right back.
Table Talk Radio. You're laughing too, right? Hey, daily devotions for your family. Around the Word is found at whatdoesthismean.org. We're back. You're listening to Table Talk Radio and looking at the song. Only, uh, no, sorry, it's Human by Rag and yeah. Bone. Listen to this. Because I'm no prophet or messiah, you should go looking somewhere higher. I'm only human after all. Look at this one. I'm only human. I make mistakes. I'm only human. That's all it takes to put the blame on me. Don't put the blame on me. This, this is a song about the fall. And original sin and what it means to be human is what this is. Huh. You, you with me? Yeah. I'm, you think I'm right on that? I think so you're yeah. right. I'm trying to process this. So take so a what look. What people in the... normally mean when they say, I'm only human, they say, I'm, that means I make mistakes. Of course I make mistakes. But I'm not to be blamed for my mistakes. Just sin, in other words, I'm only human means that there is a disconnect between between sin and guilt. So it's true that I don't do everything right, but I should not be judged guilty because of that, because I'm only human. I've, I'm fallen. I'm imperfect. I'm incomplete. So that, so that my failure to do everything right should not result in guilt or whatever. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. So now we, we should... Talk about if that's actually true or not. If, because we are sinners, therefore we sin, can God, is God right in judging us for our sin? Or should he not judge us because, as a, Wait, back as a up. sinner, is sin? Wait, back up. Uh, should he yeah. not judge us because... He should not could should God not judge us because we're because of our sin because we're sinners that's all we can do is sin so is God right in declaring us guilty because we see the question yeah so in other words um, if if you if uh, every crossroad of your day was presented to you you cho- you chose the right path at every at every kind of crossroad moral decision could we then say aha uh-huh, uh Every time I was given the opportunity to do something right or wrong, I did the right thing, so therefore uh, I am righteous. Uh, or it sounds like what you're suggesting is uh, even if I think that I have made the right choice, I'm still I'm still a sinner because I have a sinful heart. Is that kind of the distinction you're making? Yes, but the other way around, I think. In other words, what the cliche wants to say is, because I'm human and therefore make mistakes, I cannot be held responsible or I cannot be condemned because of my mistakes because they are the outcome of nature. It's oh, like, I see. can you, can, can uh, uh, would you call a tree guilty for bearing fruit, even if it bore p- poisonous fruit? Well, no, but because the tree just bears fruit. It's not like it's a moral activity. So that so that I'm only human, the, the recognizing the fact that I make mistakes because it's in my nature to make mistakes and to be imperfect and so forth, uh, is a way of judging ourselves 
to be righteous even though we've sinned by disconnecting the act of sin from the judgment of sin. So it's interesting that that most of these lines say, um, I'm only human after all, I'm only human after all, don't put the blame on me, don't put the blame on me. But then there's this one that says, I'm only human, I make mistakes, I'm only human, that's all it takes, don't put the blame on me, don't put the blame on me. And then it says... Um, uh, oh, so, are you so, trying so, to li- yeah. So th- this one, this one's a little bit different. Other than saying, um, "Don't put the blame on me," "Don't put the blame on me," it says, "I'm only human. I make mistakes. I'm only human. That's all it takes to put the blame on me. Don't put the blame on me." So, mm-hmm. in other words, you're accusing me. You're blaming me because I'm human, but don't blame me because I'm just human. <laughs> right. And then, then, then the last one it says. I'm only human. What can I do? Uh, do I do what I can? I'm just a man. I do what I can. Don't put the blame on me. Don't put your blame on me. Yep. See it. See it. So, so when you know, you ask most people, "Are you going to go to heaven?" Yeah, I'm a good person. Yeah. Do you make mistakes? Yeah, but uh, to err is human. I'm just. A, I I make mistakes. So, so there's this. So there's this gap that we're able to build between our actual transgressions and the result of those transgressions which is guilt and that and that this cliche i'm only human is then used there to harden the heart against the judgment of god or of the law or of even of yourself so people will say this all the time don't be so hard on yourself you know don't beat yourself down don't and all this sort of there's this kind of way that you're it look we're all we're all human we all make mistakes uh so there's this it's a it's a in other words this is a this is a um, a substitute gospel. It's not the forgiveness of sins, but rather the excusing of sins. And that's one of the chief marks of a, of a substitute gospel, is instead of forgiving sins by the death and blood of Jesus, it excuses sins by the patience of God or by whatever. And here the excuse for sin is, well, we're just human. Everybody's human. Everybody does it. You know, we're, we're all guilty. Don't, don't blame me. Don't put the blame on me. I'm human. So this this is interesting because it reminds me of a song that we've done previously on this show, also called Human, but by Christina Perry. And in that song, she says, I'm only human, and I bleed when I fall down. I'm only human, and I crash and I break down. Your words in my head, knives in my heart, you build me up, and then I fall apart because I'm only human. So in, in Christina Perry's version of the song Human, which is a completely different song altogether, she the 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 she's citing humanity and the fact that she's not indestructible and she falls to uh what people's insults or people's um you know ill will or people's evil whatever but she uh, uh she can't take she can't take a endless number of of uh, piling on upon her you know so she's, she's early in the song she says i can fake a smile now that's interesting because in the uh, rag and bone version of of human it has nothing to do with the the weakness of humanity to withstand difficulties, but it has everything to do with hu- humanity's moral capacity. Right, that's right. So one was talking about mortality, and this is talking about morality, and the distinction between uh, that one was weakness and death, or whatever. This one is this is it. This is in. Um, 
it's transgression and guilt. Yeah. And it's, and it's yeah. building a bridge between the two. This, you know, what we could build is kind of a popular anthropology based on these. You, we hear the word anthropology and we think, you know, study of the Aborigines in Australia. Oh, no. Australia. Well, something like that. But the real meaning theological anthropology means simply our doctrine of mankind, our doctrine of humanity, which is important. If we don't have the doctrine of humanity right, we don't know who we are, then um, we're really stuck. We're really we're not going to get anywhere. You know, last week you talked about uh, how long it takes for a speaker or someone to talk about a high school relationship. I think our listeners play the game. How long does it take for Pastor Wolfman to go fall into an Australian accent at some point during the show? Just By the way, we're in the third play. segment, eight minutes in. So. Wow. The pool. That's check on the pool. <laughs> Who won? Um, okay, hmm. I, I, I'm going to refer to you on this one. How, I was totally unprovoked, too. That just happened. It was so natural. <laughs> it's incredible. So I want to refer to you on this one. Uh, how would you approach um, talking to your neighbor on ragabone human well i don't know maybe when it comes to this transgression and guilt we're talking courtroom language and so maybe the picture of the courtroom is the place to put it and say hey do you think the judge do you think that would ever fly in court hey you know you uh you got a speeding ticket you said well look i'm only human um yeah no that doesn't work uh it is you are there is an objective guilt before there is a subjective guilt and and especially before god who says that he is holy and requires of us good works that that um that objective or subjective uh that objective guilt must stand even if we don't feel it so that we can never excuse our sins but we don't have to be afraid of our sins either we don't have to be afraid of our failures afraid of our breaking the law because God has, in fact, died for us, not to excuse our sins, but to forgive our sins and to cover us with the blood of Jesus and his righteousness. Right. Yeah, I was going to ask you, like, this this common thing that you hear people say that, you know, it's not wrong if no one's hurt. And so if, you know, you have you know, two people who want to do consen- consensual things with one another and they're both agreeing to it, no one's being hurt, so it can't possibly be wrong— but that's not the issue in this song, because the 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 person singing this song is already recognizing that um, moral transgressions have taken place. The problem isn't that he would admit that he hasn't failed. The problem is that he admits that that failure should mean any uh, guilt f- uh, for what he's doing. You know, mm-hmm. that's it. That's it. Okay, well, um, we're going to take a break. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. During the break, because I know you don't like having to wait 30 seconds through bump music to the, the, the segment to start up again, you can go to our website, tabletalkradio.org, and listen to Table Talk Radio 24, where you have reruns of all of our past terrible shows, uh, re- just playing constantly, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and you can listen to it until your ears bleed. And they probably will. That's tabletalkradio.org. If you want to chime in with a comment or question, just give us a call. 1-800-385-SOLA. 1-800-385-7652 is the number. Or you can give us an email. Questions at tabletalkradio.org. Do you have a song for preaching to Hollywood? We want to hear it, hear about it by that email address. 
questions at tabletalkradio.org. And also call in. If you call in, you'll get bumped to the front of the line. Is that true? I just made that up. 800-385-SOLA. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. It's really classy up here. Table Talk Radio will be right back. The daily Bible meditation blog is at rightlydividedbible.wordpress.com, where three chapters of the Bible are considered each day. Check it out. Congratulations, you've endured long suffering. This is the last segment of the program. Do, still doing some preaching wow. to Hollywood. You got another one there, Pastor Wolfman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Pastor Kilgo sent us another one. Where would Man. I find that on my computer? He's, uh, he's doing all of our show prep for us, I think. I like it. Song number three, It Ain't My Fault, Brothers Osborne. All right, let's see what that sounds like. That's what it is. Diverse. Yeah. He likes to listen to all sorts of different music. <laughs> he does. He's got quite the variety. Good taste, though. Keep it, keep it up, Sean. Like Liking that music. All right, so this one's interesting, and I had the luxury of watching the music video, which uh, featured uh, two guys in a mask, one a Donald Trump mask and another one in an uh, Obama mask, robbing a bank Oops. and then... They uh, steal the money, and then they're running from the cops, and then the helicopter is following them, and the side of the helicopter says fake news, and it's pretty, <laughs> pretty, pretty clever little video. Okay, so I'm only guilty of a good time. That's I kind of like that. I'm like, <laughs> that's Table Talk Radio. The only thing we're guilty of is having a good time. <laughs> All right, so lie. what's the thrust How do you plead, of this one? Sir, how do you plead? I plead guilty of having a good time. <laughs> Smart Alec. <laughs> it's a chicken or egg sort of thing for sin. Blame the whiskey on the beer, the beer on the whiskey. Morning on the night, who's lying here with me? Blame the bar on the band, the band on the song, the song for the party that went on all night long. It ain't my fault. No, it ain't my fault. Might have had a little fong. A lot of wrong I'd done, but it ain't my fault. This is this gap between, again, between sin and blame. And now it's not in the, it's not looking for the excuse outside, on the inside of me, but looking for the excuse on the outside of me. Mm. Blame the drinking on the ex, blame, blame the ex on the drinking. <laughs> you, you see that? Other <laughs> blame the dark on the devil, the devil in the dark. It's all back and forth. 
My raisin on my name, blame my name on the raisin, blame my lack of knowing better on my public education. <laughs> so now, now, there one of the th- things that uh, the new Lutherans like to talk about all the time, which I think is probably true, and that is that man is on a constant and incessant search for self or for justification. And if we are not going to be justified by God, then we are going to look to just demonstrations of that. Now, where did the self-justification come from last time? On, the, on my own humanity, the justification in this one comes on the, all the things going on around me, you know? Whiskey and the devil and the ex-wife. And... Listen to how it, the song ends. No, it ain't my fault. No, it ain't my fault. No, it ain't my fault. <laughs> Repeat seven times. Huh. That's just that is the, the it's the, it's what we call the uh, what do we call this I, the thing I can never remember the Latin name for the, for the law of the flesh for the uh, um, oh I, that is the thing that I can never remember it, then you're gonna think of it what is the the, the natural theology uh, that yeah. our flesh always thinks that because God claims that we're guilty because of our sin then we're gonna be made righteous by our good works. Um, I know what you're talking about. The natural theology of, oh, man, it's so terrible. Every time I try to talk about it, I forget what it's called. I'll remember in a minute here. Uh, but this is the this working out of that theology, that it, 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 which is this attempt to justify ourselves. Man, that's bugging me, too. Ugh. Must be Lex something, right? Mm-mm. Something like, well, maybe, I don't know. It's in the... How come I all? It's I. I just should, should ask. I can ask Facebook. What's that thing I always forget? <laughs> and they'll say, "This is the thing yeah. that whatever part of my brain that is supposed to remember what this is called is apparently damaged, disconnected. Like I think. that one little part of the brain that remembers the <laughs> name of the the natural theology of our flesh that clings to good works." Hmm. Uh, yeah, I can't no, think of it either. But, it. but you've made the point before, and I think it's a good one that uh, you know. So, so in the in this song, um, he has all kinds of, as you said, external excuses for the things that he's done. So it's not his fault. He he doesn't get the blame. Um, and and starting at the top, he he says, "Blame the whiskey on the beer and the beer on the whiskey." And um, you've made the point several times that um, that we have uh, at, at our heart a conscience that would keep us from doing things that are shameful. Things that our flesh would not normally do, but there are certain things, and and among those, be aha, opinio legis. That's it, opinio legis. Yeah. Um, the uh, I don't know why <laughs> the part of the brain. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Um, but legis. but, but that but that get a tattoo that we would uh, do things that we would not normally do because uh, substance, for example, has hardened the conscience. So the next morning, uh, you're like. Hey, I'm really sorry. I said that I was drunk, as and and so that 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 drunkenness is the explanation for your behavior. But when you're not drunk, when you're sober, you're admitting that you would not have normally done that, which is why you have shame in the morning. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, that's what that's what drunkenness is. It's just a, it's a temporary hardening of the conscience, and so then it allows you, it gives you another excuse, it gives you an excuse to sin. And then it gives you a way to justify your sinning in the morning. That's the that's the way that whole thing works. And then there's yep. this line uh, in the song: "Blame the two for one tequilas for whatever happens next." <laughs> so apparently, 
the the you know happy hour at the bar he was at is to blame for whatever he ha- whatever he does in the future. So this is sort of a blank check, right? I mean, there's there's yes. there's nothing that he could have possibly done. I mean, there, there's no action possible that he would take blame for because well, he had the two for one tequilas. Yes, I've always wondered, right. like in in uh, the days of the Reformation, when Tetzel's done his on his funding campaign, you know, and writing indulgences, if uh, if I could get an indulgence for to have all of my sins forgiven, you know, because the Pope wrote it on a piece of paper, and then I stole the money from the treasury of Tetzel, would that indulgence hold up? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm not. I'm pretty sure. Uh, pretty sure the answer to that's no. Does the Pope have revocable power? I mean, because. If I have a sign, I mean, it's kind of a contradiction, right? I mean, you already said it. So is your is your authority good or not? These are the things I think about when I lie awake at night. Yeah, yeah I, I appreciate your, <laughs> I appreciate that question. Yeah, if you were stealing from Tetzel, would he be so kind to give you an indulgence? <laughs> Can I get an indulgence for theft? Oh, yeah, sure. Well, that's good because I just took all your money. Uh... <laughs> Never mind. Uh, all right, <laughs> I like so I, I'll, I'll take a swing at this one on uh, preaching to Hollywood. I think that the goal here is going to try and show that uh, morality, right and wrong, is something that's objective. Um, because he's um, there's even, even though it, it might seem to still be objective when he says it ain't my fault, he's still affirming that there is a, such a thing as fault, but. Really, he's he's um, having every excuse to say that the things that I do aren't at fault, and for these various reasons. So he really has a um, has a kind of a subjective view of morality, and try and try and get the person to see that uh, actually the things that we do are wrong, not because that we say that they're wrong, but they're wrong because of of uh, of something objective, like God who says, you know, thusly. And there's also a point to say. Um, you know, well, last week we were talking about the, uh, the, the protest in, uh, in, uh, Virginia and how the, yep. the police helicopter crashed when they were covering the protest. And it wasn't, it wasn't that the protester did anything to, to hurt the helicopter. They weren't shooting at the helicopter or anything like that. It's just that there was a accidental crash when police were covering this protest, but the death of the police officers are still being attributed to the protesters. Um, and I think rightly so, because if they were not out, you know, causing havoc, you know, uh, dis- disturbing the peace, then the police would not have to get in their helicopter and cover the event. And so there's a point that says um, these things that we think aren't directly our fault, but happen because of something that we did is still our fault, you know? So, um, I drank a whiskey, and so now I'm not responsible for uh, this thing that happened. But you drank the whiskey, and that caused you to do something wrong. Or you know, a, right. bank, a bank robber goes in uh, with an unloaded gun just to try and scare the person to get the money, and someone else has a gun, starts shooting and kills somebody. You're responsible for that death. So our our actions actually have ramifications, and we are at fault for those things. That's right. That's right. And you are, uh, this is the teaching of the scriptures that we are without excuse. 
Indeed. The lucky thing for us is we are not without a Savior. That's our hope. That's it. Thanks for listening to Table Talk Radio. No inerrancy here. (laughs) Thanks for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio. Table Talk Radio is not for everyone. Please consult your pastor before listening to Table Talk Radio. Side effects may include nausea, vomiting, headache, heartburn, hair loss, hallucinations, aversion to incomplete sentences with aquatic imagery, psychosis, coma, death, halitosis, lung cancer, brain tumors, sleep pain, internal bleeding, internal combustion, a sudden craving to smell your backseat, claustrophobia, an uncontrollable urge to fight the Calvinists on Twitter, and falling off your treadmill. For more information, visit tabletalkradio.org.